All right. Well, welcome, everybody. We'll just go to the Lord in prayer real quick. Lord, just use me as a vessel, Lord. Help us to pull something, at least one thing that we can walk away with and go back to our church, Lord, from a life group perspective, Lord, to grow relationships towards you, towards your kingdom, Heavenly Father. We just love you and praise you and thank you for this time. Amen. All right, my name is Craig Kellogg, and this is Establishing Effective Life Group Strategy for Your Church. Come on in. How are you doing? Good. We started a couple minutes early. All right, so um, we're going to take advantage of the introduction period. We get 15 minutes of introductions. I'm going to follow that format, so we're going to kind of break the ice and get to know one another real quick. My name is Craig Kellogg. I'm married to this beautiful lady, Sandy Kellogg, and I attend Miamisburg Assembly of God. Um, we own a real estate company in Dayton, Ohio, just a little small one. And um, Anastasis Consulting Group, I'm the president of that. I went to Evangel, graduated in 93 with marketing management, biblical studies. And, and, two, and here's my lovely pastor. Um, he's coming to check up on me. Sit in front, pastor. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 2000, I'm uh, 2019 last year, graduated with, I went back to school, midlife crisis. Um, with a master's of organizational leadership at Evangel and currently enrolled um, for the doctorate program in Southeastern. And my favorite scripture is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So I'm going to ask each of you during introductions to so start thinking about your favorite scripture. So why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Literally, I went through a crushing divorce in 2004. And my sister, who's in the ministry, um, you know, it was devastating. I was young. I'd only been married six years. I had two kids. And I remember getting up, and she gave me that passage and just said, just call out to the Lord with this passage. I would get in the shower in the morning and just say that and stop in the middle of the day and say that. And no matter the pressure, no matter whatever, when I rested in that scripture passage, it was healing. It was like drinking Benadryl for an itchy skin or something. I don't know, but it was great. So that verse is my favorite verse, and that's why. So we're going to go into some introductions. I'm going to call you out randomly, so if you don't have a name tag, I might point at you. Um, and then I want you just to be real brief with your name, church you attend, your profession, and um, have you been a part of any life group, or have you ever led one? Just speak whichever, and then tell us your favorite scripture and why. And not to put anybody on the spot. If you don't have one, make one up. If you don't want to make one up, then just say, I don't have one. Um, so it's fine. It's not to put pressure on anybody. So, Sandy, we'll start with you. What's your profession? See, I'm using her as a guinea pig, so I can keep you on track. Okay, go ahead. Uh, my name is Mac. I'm part of Kids Church near Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I am a pastor, so I do middle school and life groups at church. Oh, nice. Um, so I am 
And why is it your favorite? Um, I just feel like a lot of times we put a lot of trust in the visible, practical things. And um, sometimes we just need to look at God and say, I trust in you above everything else. That's awesome. Nikki? You're so inspiring. <laughs> Jesus, oh, my eyes are bad. Your shirt says Jesus. Yeah, Will. Will. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Janice? All right, let's go to Randy. He didn't sign up for this class, I want you to know. She did. <laughs> We all need that. Yeah. Ohio State. Two thirty, Monday through Friday, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, very much a part of life group. Awesome. Well, that gave you brownie points. <laughs> and you, sir? Yeah. Life group. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Life group. Life group. Okay. And um, what is Vanessa? I'm sorry. I'm getting that eye thing. And your favorite verse? Great. Um, you, sir? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, good. Good. Most of these around are from years ago. They've been in us for a while. Chris? Um, my name is Chris Field. Uh, we are currently looking for a pastoral position here in the state. Uh, my profession is, yeah, I'm a maintenance technician. I have my own company right now. I've been with a not-for-profit group here in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm their senior maintenance technician, so a little bit of everything. Uh, we've been in multiple life groups, but we led life groups. Then you will call upon me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing for me in ministry is you're not going to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. Seek God with all your heart first, and whatever you want. All right, awesome. <laughs> Nathan? Okay, and then let's go ahead and get this corner back here, sir. I don't know your name. Yeah. Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. All right. And behind him is? Okay. Thank you for sharing. And next to you is, is it Hannah? Awesome. Thank you. And sir? My name is Kenneth Hubbard. I go to Calvary Chase in Danny, Bad um, What refreshed me is uh, I'm semi-retired. I work part-time for Ken Wilson Family as their trucking company. Okay. They sell trucks and work on trucks. Um, I'm here because my pastor asked me if I would be a part of the live stream and I said, huh? <laughs> and he knowing me like he does, he and he hasn't really known me that long. He said, Well, whether you know it or not, you're already in one. And because we got people that come to our home, relatives, friends that come to our home, we play games like cards and dice and what have you. And I told him, Can I answer you later? <laughs> I'm just learning about this. I'd like to steal almost every one of those scriptures that you've said. I've heard them all. I love them all. I'd like to steal a couple of them. But when you first said it, the words that came to my mind was the first few words of the Bible. In the beginning, God. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Amen. Awesome. And Ben. That's awesome. I think if you work at Chick-fil-A, you're automatically considered clergy. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> and then I missed you.
Awesome. Thank you for that. Awesome. Amen. Got Bible quiz going on here now. <laughs> Sir? That one gave me goosebumps. So we could start our own little life group on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. <laughs> Pastor Kim. Amen. And last but not least, Brother John. Amen. I have to be careful around John and Janice. You know, they knew me since I was this tall. She was my Bible quiz coach. He was my ranger leader. And 
I'm surprised they're still alive. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. Not because the age they're at, but because <laughs> they walked in the door. I said, oh, it's so cute to see old people holding hands. <laughs> so anyway, you got to have that relationship. But that's what Life Groups is all about, relationships. So why am I so passionate about Life Groups? And today we're, I'm going to jam in the next 30 minutes, and I'm going to give you a lot of detailed, complicated information to prove how simple Life Groups are. Okay? Does that make sense? And it's because every time, no matter when they're implemented, how they're implemented, what they're implemented, they're overthought, they're too programmatic, and that's what the issue is, and we're going to look at that. So we're going to look at some of the issues of life groups that have failed. We're going to look at what has made some success, and I'm going to show you an outline that we formulated in this past year to roll them out in our church, just as an example that you can take and maybe get a snidbit from it, but you don't have to use it, obviously. So why am I so passionate about life groups? When I was younger, when they started coming out, and I know you guys can refer to them as cell groups, you, people have heard that term. I was, I mean, I'm old school, so I'm 50. My wife's older. I like to throw that in there. Um, but, uh, you know, I grew up in the churches, and I'm like, you guys, how many went to Sunday night church back in the day? Okay, I mean, we used to watch, like, movies like The Burning Hell, and, I mean, it was like the altar night when you would go up to the altar, and that's what I was about. And then I, I started hearing about these groups, and I'm like, oh, that's just a bunch of, I know, cell groups. I was anti-groups. I was old school, church on Sunday, church on Wednesday, church on Sunday morning, Bible quiz in between, other activities. So 2010, I'm a real estate agent and a friend of mine. We were going to make two goals that year. We're going to start a little group during the week for business people in our network and, you know, do it as a Bible study. And we were going to start going to the gym. Well, the life group's still going, the gym didn't really <laughs> set. So that was in 2010. So it was just him and I sitting around a table at lunch. It wasn't like we didn't go to our pastor. It wasn't from the church. It was just like we wanted to grab people and share Christ. And so then the next week we had three. But God had a different plan. And if I look at that group today, there's about 20 to 25 guys that come every Tuesday and the youngest one's probably my pastor besides myself and they're literally we have five guys over 80 and we have probably 15 about 10 in the 70s and the rest are in their 60s and maybe me and one other guy in our 50s and that wasn't my intention but that group grew and it was based there wasn't a curriculum there was just fellowship and I'm telling you, I made some very poor life choices, um, just like Chris was talking about with his favorite verse. We all have a story. Some have died and gone back into their body. Some have made poor choices. Some have had things happen. And we all have a story that makes us who we are, and we can help each other when we become relational, not racial, relational <laughs> through a life group. And so I look at this, and then a few years back, literally, I know that this group's prayers, there was a Tuesday that was very instrumental in my life. And when I look back, everybody in that group stopped what they were doing and had a prayer for me for two hours. That saved my life. 
literally I know I'm alive today because of that group and the support and when I come back they treated me like with no judgment okay they were true true and that that group was built on prayer so you can't just go into your church and snap your finger and say there's our group <laughs> and have one that's successful they are built organically they're built relationally and they're all built on prayer so I'm like how can we do this though in the church to create that because end in mind when we want to create relationships in the church it's not to create cliques it's not to do anything but to foster relationships I, I think right now of a guy in our our life group leader of pilot training and he's an introvert and do you know after eight weeks of being in this group he is the most social uh, i mean he's just magnetic with his personality and had he not entered into a life group he wouldn't have that core group of people where he comes to church now energized ready to socialize a little bit more and then talks beyond the people in his group so we can see the benefits of a life group and th through the hills and valleys your group will take hills and valleys never focus on numbers of a group you if, if i started a life group and had 14 people i'd be scared if i had three i would just be praising god because that's where you can get relational and, and then grow it that way and we're going to talk about some of that um, consistency built through prayer, relationships, um, group part of my story. I talked about that and just the overall design we're going to talk about as well. And then your responsibility. The leader has a responsibility. I'm going to call them leader for right now, but I'm going to switch that as we go into this. The leader has one responsibility for your group, and that's to pray. Pray for the people that are in your group, that have been in your group, and that are going to come to your group. That's all you want to do. Everybody's been in classes all day today. How many of those? How many of you had a class where they literally went around and did introductions? Did anybody have one? Okay, this is life group. That's not saying, oh, I'm special, but that's what a life group is. It's about involving. It's about interaction. Nobody wants to sit up here and hear me for an hour. You know, we want to. We're a facilitator when we're a leader. We're not a teacher. We're not a leader. When you put that stigma on somebody, they get intimidated. They don't want to start a life group, okay? And so um, I better move on to my slide so I can stay focused. <laughs> I don't know how to put this, but small group is a kind of a big deal. My uh, assistant put that in there. <laughs> Some scripture references for life group, just real briefly, Proverbs, or Hebrews 10, 24, 25, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is a habit of some, but encouraging one another, and above all more as you see the day drawing near. Matthew, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. First Thessalonians, therefore encourage one another and build one another as you are doing. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. There's scripture all over about intimacy, growing together, so on and so forth. So why do small groups, let's back up and just say why do they fail? Lack of prayer in a group, okay? Uh, when I talk to people and say, hey, do you have life groups in your church? Yeah, we, Sunday nights. <laughs> They're all on Sunday night, okay? Groups not diversified, too similar. Leadership issues, insufficient or wrong selection criteria, no training or shared vision, insufficient authority given to, or too restrictive, no accountability follow-up for leaders, lack of desire for groups in the church, peripheral rather than central, unhealthy inward focus, 
and other various reasons. I, Pastor Kim asked me, he came to, when he first came to the church, he came to my uh, meeting that I have on Tuesdays. And we, we don't miss a Tuesday at all. There, I mean, rain, snow, those guys are there. And they're there an hour and a half before it starts sitting there. We have it at some store and lock upstairs in a party room. And literally, those guys, they live for that. And when Pastor saw that, he asked, you know, hey, would you be interested in doing life groups at the church? And that was kind of intimidating to me, but I studied and studied and studied. I didn't want to imitate one. I looked at what some churches were doing really well. Life Church, Craig Rochelle, his whole church is built on life groups, and they do a fantastic job. Um, but I studied more so instead of who was doing what right, who, why did they fail? And so these are the technical reasons why they failed. But if you think it failed, but if you think about it, when they're all on the same night, it's just like another church service. You know, if they're all at the church, where's that intimacy going? You know, where, how are you creating something that, that feels warm or something like that? When you lack on prayer and just focus on an activity or some kind of dialogue, you know, what bond is being created there? Because the, the purpose of a group is to create relationship towards Christ with one another through prayer. That's the whole purpose of them. Um, I have experienced a very successful small group, researched why small groups have failed, and I've studied various life group formats from various churches that much have proven success. We implemented a life group format in our church last year, and I will now go through the detail of the format. There are obviously areas for improvement, but the format allows for those areas to be identified and corrected proactively. I hope you will find some components in the formatting beneficial for you as you implement, grow, or improve your life groups within your church. So the big picture and the whys we want life groups. We want people to exhibit spiritual warmth. Okay, there's difference between, like one thing that Pastor and I talked about was I do not want staff pastors leading a life group. So you might look at me and say, why? But because of the intimidation, I don't want people going to those for the wrong reasons.